Welcome once again to the One Gram Army Podcast. Joining me, Tony Baltimore, host of Pod Caviar, CEO of Shirt Caviar. Yeah. Please remember the official One Gram Army Podcast t-shirt available now at shirtcaviar.com. It is. Along with a number of great other designs. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting mine in the mail any day now. How are you, sir? Good. 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 Excellent. Good. Excellent. I'm glad we were able to squeeze this in this weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> feel like it's only appropriate to begin this podcast <laughs> sort of where we left off last week. Yeah. Um, I, I listened to last week's podcast. I normally listen to every podcast <laughs> once just to kind of give it a once over. Also, right. a lot of times by the time I get to the next day, mm-hmm. I don't really remember what we talked about anyway. So it's All like right. listening to something new and exciting. Uh, but I listened to last week's episode a few times this week, mm-hmm. um, and I just wanted to clear the air a little bit because I could see how maybe <laughs> what happened last week could be interpreted as mm-hmm. uh, being a bit insensitive mm-hmm. to the to prison rape, um, the the uh, the timbre of the podcast. Yeah. But just to clarify quickly here in the first couple of minutes of the podcast, the point of what I was the point I was trying to make, which I think I made kind of poorly, mm-hmm. was that that I was scrolling through YouTube, just kind of minding my own business, mm-hmm. and then YouTube exposed me to that. Yeah, no, it does that. You know, but yeah. I, I I hope that that I hope that came across to yeah. some people. I know yeah. I spoke to Griff, and he was like, I don't know what you're worried. He, it sounds like you're just explaining that you saw this horrifying YouTube channel yeah, and all of the laughter was because yeah. I in no way prepared you for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. which part of the fun, right? It was like, you know, I, that had happened to me less than 24 hours before we recorded the podcast. Right. It was sort of like dubbing copies of the ring and handing yeah, it to your friends. Over, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, just to clarify, I, you know, in no way, do I want people to think that we were laughing yeah. at what no, happened? No, it's like to the ring. And instead of seven days, you you get immediately. You learn that penitentiary trick. Yeah, yeah. you're dead immediately. Yeah, no. Just old penitentiary trick. Yeah, yeah, that yeah guy. that's it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I did just want to clarify that I in no way intended to you know upset anybody last week. Right. And that I did. I just wanted to clarify that my point was that the internet did that to me. Mm-hmm. So I did that to my friend because mm-hmm. that's what we do. It's funny. Yeah. No. That's no, what yeah. was funny. Yeah. And I told you that I was like, oh, it's right. fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because yeah, you know I. I was trepidatious about leaving right, it up. I texted right. you immediately the next day, like, "Hey, yeah, have a listen. <laughs> Tell me what you think." And you were like, "Nope, hilarious." Yeah, everyone right else now, I spoke to thought it was hilarious. I mean, I wouldn't play it at a daycare or anything for anybody, but please don't. No, do not let your kids listen to this <laughs> podcast. Uh, but yeah, I did think that it was important to clear the air a little bit. I gave him the grease. Then yeah, kind of explain what happened last oh, yeah. week. Yeah. Um, also this week, um, I'm introducing a uh, new member of this podcasting team. Mm-hmm. I have a new producer named Mike who will be sitting in. I'm going to give him full control, mm-hmm. uh, partial control at least of the soundboard and um, you know, some of the uh, structure of the podcast. Yeah. Also in an effort to deflect blame. Yeah. When things like that happen. Oh, yeah. um, 
Mike doesn't say much. You know, he just kind of hangs out over in the corner and it takes care of things. This, this sounds like the the aftermath of a uh, judicial committee hearing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got subpoenaed to the Senate yeah, after and, that last episode. Yeah, and, and but see, I'm just, I'm explaining the measures I'm taking <laughs> to at least avoid responsibility on our oh, parts. Yeah, for the yeah. things that we say and do. Yeah, you know. So I did. I just wanted to clear that up, Mike. You're not you're not saying much over there. Uh, I'm just listening. Yeah. Uh, um. But anyway, so anytime anything like that happens, just mm-hmm. remember, it was Mike. Yeah. All right. So yeah. moving moving forward <laughs> from uh, dwelling on the thing I'm trying to get past. <laughs> it's an old penitentiary trick. Yeah, it's not, you know, the point was that that wasn't funny. But there was a lot of humorous elements, especially yeah, no, no. in the matter of fact way. Yeah. Those guys described it. Yeah. The, you know, just the, the horror of it is yeah. what makes you laugh. No, that, I mean, there ways. was, there was, um, I don't know whether it was part of that documentary, but there was another one where the, where it was the guy and like the other guy was there, but then the other guy that was at, you know, the bitch or whatever, he ended up, he started taking female hormones and shit and yeah. he was like transitioning. Yeah. He was just sitting there with a shirt off and his fucking, his I don't know, his moobs. Yeah. His moobs were just fucking <laughs> flapping in the wind. Yeah. So it is, a, yeah. it, you know, and it's, it's, it's a mind boggling concept, the mm-hmm. concept of warehousing people and what happens. And yeah. I just, yeah. I, and you know, and I also, before I played the clip, I had mentioned that a lot of the people in the video seem to be voluntarily, uh, mm-hmm. taking part in these actions. Right. And then I immediately played a clip where it's pretty clear that one of the people in that was not necessarily participating no. No, 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 voluntarily. No, no. Nah. So just in case there was any confusion, that wasn't my intent. Mm-hmm. The point was that it was funny that I made Tony listen to it mm-hmm. and uh, by proxy, all of my listeners. Yeah. Um, in lighter news, uh, <laughs> speaking of people getting hit, mm-hmm. this weekend uh, was the inauguration, inaugural season, mm-hmm. beginning first mm-hmm. games of the new AAF, mm-hmm. which is the American uh, Alliance, uh, American uh, Alliance football. Football. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Which, um, <clears throat> you know, there's been many a- attempts Mm-hmm. to sort of either usurp or mm-hmm. just gather sort of the uh, trickle-down fans of football. Yeah, yeah. Every, every, few, every few years, one will really pop. And ever since the NFL Europe went away, yeah. you know, you had these little upstarts. The UFL was the last one I can think of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the last um, one. You had the XFL, mm-hmm. uh, which is coming back yeah. um, this, this year, I, actually. Is, now, see, is this AAF thing not the – Reboot of the XFL. No, this no. is something different. Then, no, huh? this is like the the American version of NFL Europe, which was a yeah, <laughs> yeah a <tremendous laughs> American failure. version of. Uh, and it was weird. I don't know. Yeah, you know, and I, I explained this yesterday. There have been other NFL like leagues mm-hmm. that have survived, but the problem is uh, the USFL was the example I use. Once you switch your season and try to compete with the NFL, it's over. That's when you go. Away, and that's yeah. what happened to the USFL. Because if you remember, the USFL they were taking top quality athletes from college. Yeah, Herschel and they, Walker. Herschel Walker. Yeah, yeah. It didn't yeah. take the USFL long to compete for those drafts. No, um, for the players who were come high high caliber mm-hmm. football players. Yeah, and they put a hell of a product on the field. Hell yeah, they and did. Interestingly enough, our current sitting president is responsible for the yeah. death of yep. the USFL. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he he sank it by trying to compete. With which the is NFL, stupid. Like, why is, would you do that? That's so dumb. Why would you do that? Did, you know how hard it is to to overtake anything that's been 
and that has a nice solid foundation in a history that has been favorable for the most part you know 50 60 years yeah. 70 years yeah now, why maybe? would you go up against that the only no. thing that can overtake the nfl it, and then, no, the only way these other companies can take over the NFL is if the NFL goes out of business. Right, exactly. If it collapses and it's gone. Yeah, no, it's at this, it, for something like this, the real question is, like, can it survive? I hope you know? so. And I, I certainly hope so, too. And yeah. I, I intend on trying to get into it. <clears throat> this is they, I was caught... Yesterday, there's a highlight. I'm sure by now most people have seen it. If not, yeah, they should have played can, that. They should have played that one on TV yesterday yeah, instead of the other one. Yeah, there was a hit laid on a quarterback yesterday mm-hmm. that felt like getting in a time machine. No flag. No flag. No, this guy got absolutely creamed. Mm-hmm. No flag, and it was a clean hit too. For it was a clean hit. Memories of yeah, football. Yeah, and it most of the time when they throw a flag in the NFL now, it's a clean hit. But of course. You know. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah. it wasn't dirty, but no. he got done. Yeah, he got fucking wrecked. Yeah, he got smashed, and and the fact that they didn't throw a flag mm-hmm. is what was intriguing because yeah. a lot of to me now that all the information is available about mm-hmm. how dangerous football is and that no human being should be playing the game. Right. The players should now understand yeah. that they're making a conscious decision. You know, it's yeah. now it's even more like being a gladiator because you know you're yeah. going to be negatively affected by playing this game. But it's it's the same. Uh, have you ever played football? Yeah, in a little high bit. school. Yeah. yeah, but even in even in pee wee leagues, in in high school leagues, before you even get to to college and then the league, they teach you fundamentals. Yeah, this is no different than fundamentals on how to put your clothes on, how to mm-hmm. tie your shoes, yep. how to you know drive, how to walk. How to chew. Yeah, you they know, teach you how to stick somebody. Every now and again, you fuck up. They have uh, the vehicle accidents. They Sometimes you don't tie your shoe and you forget. Yeah. And, you know, you know sometimes put you your put your shirt, shirt on, on backwards. backwards. Right. Exactly, yeah. And when you play the NFL, you're going to get rocked. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's not yeah. It's not going to happen all the time, it's good, but yeah. it happens. It's going to happen a lot more frequently than it will if you're sitting on your couch. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You're stepping yeah. onto the... They call it the gridiron. That doesn't sound like a place where people play patty cake. No, it doesn't. You no. Know? And, uh-uh. and I, I think that the what the uh, AAF has going for it mm-hmm. is... Um, it's a very opportune time because a lot of people are kind of sick of the NFL shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Myself mm-hmm. included, even as a fan of the NFL, there's oh, yeah. a lo- always something yeah. going on with the NFL that I feel like is nonsense. Yeah. They, um, especially considering we're a, only a week removed from that horrendous Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, you can, you can argue with me about defensive games and all that all you want. What I saw in the Super Bowl was, Offensive ineptitude, mm-hmm. more so. Yeah, than that wasn't defensive a defensive greatness. because it's different. the the whole uh, The whole atmosphere is different. It's more mm-hmm. tense when it's a defensive game, exactly. Because you know, one slip up and then you're fucked, right? But and it wasn't that the Super Bowl was not that. It was just no, it it, it was se- weird. It seemed it more, was like both teams partied all night the night before. Mm-hmm. It's one of those situations. You know, yeah, and, and that, then, that's normally what happened when a team like, let's say you have a team like the Patriots and then they would lose to like the Browns and you're like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, they call them trap games because you really don't take it that easy. I mean, yeah, you don't seriously. take it seriously, you yeah. know. Well, so, and it happens in baseball all the time. It's actually like statistically trackable in baseball. When oh, like yeah. A, a team that's on a sh- run mm-hmm. goes to a city that's fun to be in. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Cubs basically survived by winning 60, 70 games a season because at the end of every series, mm-hmm. you know, they'd be down to games to one at the end of every series and so the opposing team would go out and enjoy the Chicago nightlife yeah. and then they'd maybe they'd have an opportunity to not get swept you know mm-hmm. back when they sucked real bad 
because you know athletes are human beings and they're rich and they're yeah. young and yeah. Uh, but yeah so this Super Bowl is horrible the halftime show was atrocious it was terrible it's just it's it, the the NFL to me is all it kind of in the throes of like the collapse of Rome sort of situation yeah. where it you know yeah. it got too big almost to survive mm-hmm. you know years ago they started bringing the family into the den with you know yeah. dad because yeah. Janice and the kids didn't want him enjoying himself on Sunday yep. watching the big men play and then now you have you know all these additional opinions on the game yeah that didn't necessarily need to be there no you know what no. i mean like that was why the nfl survived as well as it did was mm-hmm. because it wasn't under scrutiny from people who didn't understand how the game worked that's true and who the players were on the field yeah so now the nfl is like embroiled in all this like bureaucratic nonsense trying to make the game work and i flip on the tv yesterday yeah. and see a highlight of a of a quarterback getting hit as he should have in that situation by oh, a yeah. linebacker who got free release and i went hmm hmm yeah this is this could be viable yeah and then if you consider that if people support this for a couple of seasons they start generating some revenue um they could start competing for drafting players out of the NFL. Yeah. I mean, I doubt that they're going to be able to compete financially with dra- like top draft picks. Right. But let's say you're a guy who could get drafted like in the, you know, 200th overall mm-hmm. and you're a quarterback with some potential mm-hmm. and the AAF and the AFF is like, Hey, here's, you know, more money than you get from the NFL and yeah. you'll be a star in this league. Oh yeah. It can snowball. Yeah. You know, and that's how these kind of things survive. So I'm, yeah. I am rooting for them. I am too. If, if this AAF thing had started 10 mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. I'd have been like, what is that nonsense? I never turned it on. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't support it, you know, right. cause I was right. like, no, the NFL gives me everything I need yeah. in the football world. But yeah. it's, it's not, it's, it's also something that could bridge that gap between mm-hmm. seasons in the NFL. Oh yeah. And it did bring in higher ratings, then the NBA game that was on ABC last night. Yeah, so and that's hard. There's, there's that, definitely a lot of interest. Yeah, and that's hardly surprising, too, because with the way yeah. the NBA is structured, it's like, you know, you could maybe get excited to see mm-hmm. who comes out of the East, but yeah. it's very... Well, they put their best games on primetime uh, yeah. Saturday night, so to beat that, it's, it's like... big, yeah. Yeah, that's Because Hoop fans are watching that. But, Hell yeah. But, see, and that proves, too, though, you give people the option of football over basketball, and they'll even watch yeah. a bunch of, like, oh, yeah. you know, second mm-hmm. tier. Or, you know, this AAF league could end up surviving to become sort of a proving ground for the NFL. Well, that's what they sort were of, saying last night. Yeah, like negating was, the need for the CFL. It was weird because the way that the announcers were doing it, you can tell they were told what to say at oh, certain yeah. times. Of course. And they did a really hard job, a really yeah. weird and um not it, it was, was below awkward. average. Yeah, yeah, it was awkward the way they delivered those lines, but uh, I get it. Yeah. I get what they were trying to of do, course. but I was like, come on. Yeah, uh, it yeah. did no, I noticed that yeah. too. And they were they were saying a lot of things too, like about the quarterbacks would be like, This guy's problem has always been pocket awareness. And I'm like, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> there's no history. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is all a level of playing field yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. They had all the histories of everybody and it was it was weird. They could they could do with better announcers. And I know that Man, I know they tried to like the color commentary shit a, mm-hmm. a, a few times with like Monday Night Football and everything. But when you have something like that, you're trying to get traction, you're trying mm-hmm. to get on your feet. Get somebody in there that really engaged because that that game last night was a fucking blowout. Yeah, so it really wasn't anything exciting going on besides mm-hmm. the team from Atlanta getting their shit kicked in. Um, they'll fit in well in Atlanta, but oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but those announcers, man, they just I don't know. 
It was. I, they get. I feel like announcers should be able to put on the show when there's no show. Yeah. A lot of times football will will sell itself. Yeah. But when, those times that it doesn't, like. Well, that's the great thing about like a great baseball announcing crew. Yeah. You yeah. Know? You yeah. can always yeah. tell yeah. when yeah. you're baseball listening does to that pros. Really well. Well, yeah, because there's all this dead time. There's mm-hmm. so many teams that are out of contention that's way true. early in the season. Yeah. Baltimore Orioles. And yeah. the guys have to come up with something to talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and so that uh, that banter is important. It's important to keep people watching. Yeah. And it's important to keep people informed about the game. But yeah. My takeaway from the AAF, though, is definitely uh, I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. And I think the timing is right. Mm-hmm. And I think we could end up with some real entertainment here. Because for me, yeah. as a guy who doesn't watch a lot of hoops, I basically just watch the finals and I'll catch a game here and there. Yeah, it's not this 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 time of the year is really yeah. just for people who love basketball. And yeah. I think hockey is still is going. I have no idea. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. You know, no disrespect to hockey fans. Well, if I catch a game, it's amazing. Yeah. But. I'm, I'm just not a fan of the league. Yeah, I've know. said it about just, many, a great many things. I just don't have room in my life for another no, universe. No, you no. Know? And the uh, it, the timing, I think, mm-hmm. is the biggest story mm-hmm. about the AAF. And the fact that they you know put on some professional football yesterday. If I was surprised. It, you, I saw Steve Spurrier stomping around on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. I saw Mike Martz was out there. Yeah. There's guys who could. Jeff Fisher is part of it. Yeah, yeah. See, there's guys who could have jobs in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Guys who sucked at their jobs in the NFL. Right. But that's the other funny thing about the NFL is as far as head coaches are concerned, they just if you're a guy, if you ever become a head coach in the NFL, Mm -hmm. you can almost forever find a job. Yeah. Even if you have a terrible record. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, and it's been proven many times before yeah, because you'd like be like, a how weird fraternity. They, yeah. Like, how are you getting hired? How did Jeff Fisher your job? ever have a job? Right. You know, what and I mean? then carry that job so much. How and long then was Romeo Cornell, job? the coach of the Browns? Oh, oh my God. A, a long time. You know, like he was probably coach time. of the Browns for 15 years, cumulatively won 30 <laughs> games. <laughs> you know, like that was crazy. <laughs> that kind of thing. Jeff Fisher. I, I, I will always say that the Browns are the Browns because they fired. Belichick. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You earned it. Yeah. You earned it. The Jets are you the same it. way. Yep. Yeah. They didn't fire him. He he left the Jets, but still. Yeah. That's why. He left the Jets and went to New England. Now you got to see him two times a year, every year. Yeah. And he knows what's wrong with your organization. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That it's just, it's a, it's an interesting time here right. uh, with that. And I just, uh, I don't know. We'll see. And I'm going to stay tuned to yeah. the AAF. They need, yeah. And maybe, I, maybe they need to get out there a little bit more because mm-hmm. I didn't. I just learned about it Friday, and I'm I, like, "Oh shit!" I remembered hearing about it months ago, and I actually didn't know it was going on until I saw something like on social media where they mm-hmm. showed that guy getting hit, and I was like, "Oh, this is going on right now." Yeah, they definitely didn't give me any forewarning. And CBS is heavily involved, and I have the CBS Sports app and yeah, all that, and I never, got, never any, got anything. Nothing. It was weird how yeah. they just showed up out of nowhere. But uh, okay, uh, yeah, because it really wasn't necessarily for me about the quality of what was going on in the field. I was just kind of curious as to how they were presenting it, and it was pretty mm-hmm. solid. And I liked hearing the coaches mic'd up, and it wasn't yeah. quite as stupid yeah. as the XFL, where it wasn't like professional wrestling yeah, on the sideline. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I hope they don't bring that back. No, I think it was good though. I was I was excited to see it. Um, mm-hmm. What else was going on? Um, oh, I did want to ask you about this. If we could uh, briefly run through this, because I know that we uh, sometimes, uh, you know, discuss playful racism on this show. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming at this point you've seen the Gucci sweater that caused all the controversy. Yeah, I did see that. The bullshit. sort of like half yeah. blackface sweater yeah. from Gucci. Um, this this comes after the 
what is it? Attorney General of Virginia oh, was the, admitted that he was in blackface. Dude, the Virginia thing has so, snowballed, dude, too. Dude, you know about, about the governor, all, yeah. then, that, then Attorney General, and then the Lieutenant Governor yep. supposedly, allegedly forced some girl to give him head. I was yeah. like, what? No, Virginia's <laughs> wiling out. And then it was like this. I think we're up to, I think they were up to like five people where they had uncovered that like, mm-hmm. oh, here's a picture of him in a, this guy's in a clan hood standing next to a guy in blackface. Yeah. This guy's, you know, and I, and, and I'm somebody who's like, I don't think you can take what someone did in high school and apply it to them when they're an adult. No. You know uh, what I mean? No. But it's just, it's just interesting that there's all of these people mm-hmm. working in government in Virginia. Yeah. That have all been involved in some yeah. sort of blackface controversy. And I'm like, listen, when, dude, look, we we talk about the 90s and the late 80s mm-hmm. as if it was like the 1940s. But it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. No. That shit wasn't okay then. No. Like, Fuck no. When I no. went, like in the late 90s, yeah. if someone had showed up to school in blackface, people would have been like, the fuck are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? That's <laughs> yeah, not okay. Yeah. It's been no. not okay and it's, for about that, 40 years. Back then where it wasn't this, you know, you have to sugarcoat everything. No, the 90s was ruthless because yeah. it's like, what the fuck is that yeah. shit? Get him the fuck out of here. No, yeah. A lot of yeah, the, you know, that's a, a lot of the good points people had about political correctness started in the 90s. True. You know what I mean? True. That was like, or, you know, started becoming extra vocal about. Right. That was when we heard about it. Yeah. This hasn't been okay. For a long time. No. And so on the heels of all of this, Gucci puts out this sweater and, you know, you're welcome to just like take it out you want where you're like, oh yeah, but it's just this, but like it had the big red lips. Mm-hmm. It went up halfway over their face. Right. Even more offensive than that is that hideous fucking sweater costs $900. Of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. They Short just, caviar has shirts for as low as 14 95 yeah and the black history <laughs> month collection has yeah, come out yeah with a shirt that says blackface is not okay yep because I apparently did. people have forgotten that yeah and i think you ought to pump that shirt pretty heavily oh i am because I'm i think it's, yeah because yeah. i think that was gonna get a lot of traction yeah i may get myself one just because <laughs> right. of the current global climate right it's I just ridiculous make sure that nobody thinks that i might think yeah you know because I sometimes make fed fun of ultra lefties. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't want anybody thinking that I think blackface is okay. <laughs> right. you, know I mean? like, you know, just in case anybody had misconstrued the way I view the world. No, I, I don't think racism is all right. No, it's not. Yeah. No. And it makes me think too, though, back to that H and M thing with the coolest monkey in the jungle. Oh my God. And then, that bullshit. Yeah. So, and then you see like this Gucci sweater with mm-hmm. the blackface thing. And it just makes me wonder like as we just talked about that like none of this shit's been okay for a very long time right what what, what's going on in these meetings they don't have black people in those meetings yeah but even (laughs) still dude yeah and i bet they do because no because they have (laughs) uh, yeah that would be that that would be a little surprise but then in reality i wouldn't be surprised at all No, because it's like you get in these echo chambers and you start thinking that it's okay and then maybe it's like oh well we'll do it Mm -hmm. in order to receive yeah. this back they called it like a powerful te- learning moment and i'm like you should already you know, know that. this this is common knowledge yeah. you know this is the don't look at don't stare at the sun don't yeah. stare at welders when they're welding because you'll yeah. fuck up your eyes don't don't do blackface exactly don't do anything racist it's not that hard to it's not like no. it's not like not doing blackface is like yeah. crippling people creatively no 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, you know, it's not like us as black people just hold this power like yeah, like it's fucking, a, you know, like we yeah, just have it. Yeah. Everybody has a piece of blackface in them. You're always, people. you're all, dude, every week on this podcast, <laughs> I want to do blackface and you just won't let me. <laughs> and I care to like, see it? See, yeah. see my pit? Yeah. See my piece of blackface? Can't yeah. have it. Yeah, maybe one day. Maybe one day. But not today. Not today. And I got all this great blackface material I can't do and you're yeah. just really holding me back, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck. I'm standing in the way, yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it was, it's ridiculous. It's that. It was the cool monkey of the jungle thing like yeah to know and then how many how many people like you said who was in that meeting who was in the many meetings and nobody stood up and was like wait a second um pretty sure yeah this might get us some negative press (laughs) you know people might not take this the right way like come on are you nobody stood up it was like wait a minute no that's definitely racist as fuck yeah i saw some dumbass lady on twitter this month talking about you can't celebrate the lunar new year unless you're invited to by an asian person people like that yeah are on twitter how do you that's think what the twitter inter- has become how do you think the internet's gonna react to blackface yeah like yeah like those people have a platform now yeah so do you think that you can just sneak blackface in the back no. door like yeah. no you can't do you can't sneak you can't do normal shit without being considered a racist no, right you really you think you're gonna get away with that <laughs> and then they did the coolest monkey in the jungle thing put it on a black kid put it on the website yeah no point in any of those meetings did anybody right. say hey hold on now yeah that seems fucked up and also, that's a dumbass shirt. It is. I've never heard that saying before. No, I've never. That's heard not that a phrase. No, it's that's not. That's not a T-shirt not, phrase. That's why phrase, I wanted to talk to you about it. It's not any of that. shit. You design T-shirts. Yeah. No. And then and there's been plenty of times when I've designed a T-shirt. I've came up with a phrase. I'd be like, Nah. Yeah. I should probably not. Right. You know, for a, a company with history and all this money and all this market research and shit. You, this it's inexcusable. I understand you took the shirt off, you did your apology, but this is this is carbon copy of any anybody yeah. that does anything stupid like this. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Oh, I'm sorry, you know, it's a yeah. learning experience. Okay, that excuse is good one time. Yep. <laughs> well, and it's yeah, it's you know? just been it's mind boggling, yeah, and it and it, it's always what leads me to be like. They approved mm-hmm. that so that people would have this conversation. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, and they can't even hide behind the fact that, some, and I've done it before. I designed something and then I would have to explain it because uh-huh. as a designer, sometimes you miss the mark. Yeah. Okay, that happens. Hey, I did a podcast <laughs> about prison rape last week. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, you know, it's just people know this absolutely people know this yeah it's yeah it's quite it's very silly and i yeah yeah and to me at this point i feel like it was like almost outrage marketing but i think you could have done better than that yeah you know yeah. it was just so dumb mm-hmm. so dumb. it is for gucci is. every time that happens it's dumb and it especially for a brand that is now so widely touted by the urban community by rappers by yeah. pop stars yeah. by like you know it's clearly a universal thing now to mm-hmm. wear gucci yeah there and maybe i mean maybe that's some of it maybe it's that old italian fascism you know mm-hmm. just like where they were like fuck you we'll make this sweater see how you like that i think that's what it is i don't think people liked it no didn't no, nobody liked hasn't it. went over very well no it hasn't and it's nine hundred dollars yeah yeah that's offensive yeah. No. Well, I want to get to the level where I can sell something for nine hundred dollars. Yeah. Comfortably. Yeah. Where you? Like, well, there it is. When you could take a hit. If, if I get something on there that comes out to be like forty dollars, I'm like, yeah, I'm not. Uh, uh, yeah. Probably gonna leave that off. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough to push it. But they yeah. were like, here's a nine hundred. Here's a nine hundred dollar clearly racist sweater. Yeah. That's not yeah. funny, and it's ugly. Right. 
Like it, it's a hideous. No, yeah, it's ugly as shit. It's yeah. ugly as shit. Like, but I figure the, the the higher you go up the fashion ladder, the weirder and the uglier it gets. To the point to where I'm like, do people's perception of fashion and clothing change when you get up to that upper echelon? I to think where so. you look at that and say. I could see myself wearing that. I think Yeezys look like hovercrafts for homeless people. Yeah. But you charge $300, yeah. people are going to buy them. Yeah, and that's crazy. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I, have no, I have no way to wrap my mind I, around yeah, that. I get to the point to where I can buy cashew peanut butter for $8 a little bottle, and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, this is it. Yeah, that's about as far as I'm willing to go. <laughs> right. Yeah, I do have a jar of $26 honey in my cabinet. All right. So shit yeah. happens. Yeah. But a $900 sweater. No. There's no sweater worth Dude, I wouldn't pay $400 for a polo bear sweater. Mm-mm. And that shit looked amazing. Right. And uh, I was like, eh. nah. Nah. And then definitely you're like, it's just a regular black sweater that's a super racist. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to sell it to football hooligans, like soccer hooligans. Maybe. Maybe, because it's like also kind of like a balaclava, like it'll cover part of your no, face. I mean, I know there's a specific demographic of people they were trying to sell it to. Yeah. Yeah. But there is always the internet, and it yeah. makes me wonder if they did it on purpose. They, they, they had to have, dude. They, you had to. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people who believe in the whole all press is good press. Yeah, but then you you have to back that up with well, you're Gucci. How much? How much press do you need? Yeah, how much press do you need? People yeah. already, you're established. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, did people you know? not think you weren't paying attention? All right. Yeah, it's. Hey, I don't know. Yeah, I I really had intended on not talking about that stupid sweater, but you know, that definitely coincided mm-hmm. well with the shirt caviar thing, and I just mm-hmm. wondered if you'd saw it. And then I was always like, well, there's the off chance of coming here and be like, that sweater is the shit, like you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and just completely fucking <laughs> yeah. and blow my mind it, it completely with a discussion about the how awesome that was. It, yeah. But it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. You know, even if even if. I wasn't me. Let's say I was, you know, ultra conservative, Wait. Tony. I would still be like, no, that's racist as fuck. Yeah, of course. Right. Now, did the sweater come in other colors? I never saw that. I, I only saw it in black. Yeah. See, and I don't never see and none of the articles I read. Nothing I saw. Yeah. Even mentioned if it came in other colors. Yeah. I mean, if it, you know. if it came in white, then that would give them a little bit of the. Yeah. They didn't know what. The and fuck then if they it came doing. in like green and purple. Yeah, right. And right. But if it was just like, black, come on. Yeah. The lips was. Yeah. That's the thing. That's like the Always Sunny episode. The lips is the most offensive part. Yeah. Yes. No, it is. It really is. part of the whole deal. Even when I was a kid, the first time I saw a blackface, I was like, what is this bullshit? Yeah. And I had to ask my grandmother. She was like, no, that's what they do. It's really racist. And it's, yeah. It's, it's pretty it's fucked up. Pretty fucked up. Do you look like that? <laughs> no, right. Well, no. that's yeah. fucked up then. Yeah. yeah it's, it's weird, man. Ugh, it's a mess. I could do a whole show about growing up black in a, in America. Yeah, you could do a being, whole podcast. Yeah, yeah. Being born in '84 and then living through all that, and then yeah. coming to 2019, and then getting to now too, and <laughs> watching a lot of people kind of tear down what's been built up to this point yeah. under the guise of helping. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. We talked about it two weeks ago. This deal with identity politics. We won't exactly go back down that yeah. road again. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a mess, and they. Should, dumbass sweater but yeah um this is a horrible sweater it's it terrible. is uh so also last week we talked a little bit about um el chapo's trial yeah before things went off the rails completely mm-hmm. uh, i did want to play this call i got to the hotline 
Uh, Kevin called in and it's uh, you have like real people that you know calling your hotline and I get fucking I have to beg <laughs> <laughs> I, beg I get them. weird ass messages. yeah the forehead gang the forehead yeah gang. we never really got I the fucking to the forehead gang that. breathing down my neck somehow I'm involved in that bullshit yeah yeah exactly you always gotta watch Jesus out for the forehead Christ. gang uh, but so I did want to give Kevin his uh, minute and a half here to talk a little bit about what he felt about the El Chapo discussion excuse me. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he placed this call before he heard the end of last week's podcast because I think he would have probably had a he different call back and was yeah. like, "Hey, what the fuck is up with the <laughs> last part of that episode, man?" Yeah, yeah, I figured he would have, yeah, probably left this message if he'd heard that part. Um, that's so I'm gonna play that, and then uh, if we have time, we'll do a connect the dots. Otherwise, we'll wrap All things right. up after this. But he did make some interesting points. Yeah. Uh, but just to prepare everybody, it's about a minute and a half this phone call. Uh, but I want to let him live because I appreciate him calling. Nice. I think I figured it out. This El Chapo thing is falling into place. He escaped from jail, what, twice now? They don't really want him. He's, he's worth over $10 billion in Mexico. Hmm. See, he pleaded not guilty. And we have a president who has a track record of settling out of court. He wants Mexico to pay for this wall. Huh, $10 billion. The $10 billion he wanted, that'll go a long way towards a wall. Uh-huh. They don't want to put him away. They don't want the drugs to stop. They shut down the drug trade. That's two or three government uh, entities that will cease to have any reason to exist. I don't know. I don't know. I don't trust him. Spent like a trillion dollars fighting drugs over the last 50 years. I think that's pretty good business for all those people. Mm. I don't trust him. I don't trust him at all. <laughs> Just to editorialize for a second. That mm, didn't sound com- contemplative. I feel like Kevin <laughs> was probably like eating something. <laughs> he was like, I'm having this really deep thought about this El Chapo thing. Mm, bacon. <laughs> You know what? Uh, what Monsanto wants to uh, start uh, patenting marijuana strains. Now that's that's the real criminals. That's the real drug drug kingpin. Let's watch how this goes. Let's wait and watch. All right. Thank you again, Kevin. A lot of good points there, though. Yeah, I liked what he said, uh, the, especially the last part that really stood out. Uh, Monsanto has gotten some criticism recently about some of their practices and the things that they've done. Um, I did a little bit of research in them, and they have done a lot of positive oh, yeah. um, things. So um, them getting marijuana strands, uh, to me, that's their that's their industry. So, of right. course, they would do that. Uh, but I do uh, – the, the people who, who – deal with the uh the painkillers and the mm-hmm. opioids and things like that those pharmaceutical companies are definitely they they're they're american versions of the cartel absolutely they're not out here beheading people and everything but no they know how to move their product well and, and get it in the hands of people and that's how we get into the opioid crisis yeah well i mean and that's something we discussed last week too mm-hmm. and i don't you know a lot of this piggybacks that i don't i don't think that the government none of them they don't really give a shit if you sell people stuff that's bad for them. No, obviously, no, alcohol, no, 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 no. cigarettes. They just We've need been to get their cut down the road. Exactly, they yeah. have to be cut in. Yeah, 
And so the idea of these Mexicans making all this money, mm-hmm. bringing drugs into this country mm-hmm. is where they're like, okay, well, this has to pay off for us. Right. You know, right. And, and you even referenced it last week. And when I went back and listened, I didn't actually notice when you'd made the point because I was over here dicking around, which is mm-hmm. why we got Mike in here. Um, the, uh, the You were right when you were saying, though, that all of that money, mm-hmm. like all of that physical cash money. That's now been seized. I mean, this country has a long history of using drug money yeah. to either reinvest in selling drugs yeah. or to, yeah. you know, line their pockets and fund these mm-hmm. massive military, domestic military yeah. operations against oh, yeah. these drug cartels. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it does. And, and a lot of people raise that question, like, what happens to all this money? And it, even the, even on the voicemail, he's like, look, we need the, the wall cost this much and we confiscated this much. No. Yeah. yeah. Of course. That, yeah, no Trump money asking, gets it doesn't just go away. We don't throw yeah, it into a furnace. Of no. Not. No, 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 no. American yeah, no, dollars we're are not too good to spend that <laughs> yeah, shit. Right. Yeah. American dollars go a long fucking way. Yeah, still. Donald Trump's asking for five billion dollars to build a wall. We yeah. confiscate ten billion dollars from this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was something I kinda neglected to mention last week was I was saying that like there there's a lot of reports about the El Trap Chapo trial where they're saying there's an outside chance that he won't be convicted because A of pressure from him on the jurors you know people yeah, no, being I'd afraid be to convict i'll be surprised if he gets convicted but see that's the other thing too though for me is that i think in a situation like this it's essentially kangaroo court like the trial and yeah. stuff is all it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to put him in a box for the rest of his life yeah because what do you do it's like when it's like when they tried khalid sheikh muhammad mm-hmm. like what are you gonna be like oh sorry yeah you're going to say, please let him walk out. Yeah, he's going to fucking let him walk out of the courtroom, yeah. walk down the fucking hundred stairs of the courtroom. Just, yeah. You know, yeah. run into a fucking limo yeah. with the ISIS flags on the back yeah, of it. Just, like, yeah, he just no, 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 drives no, no, no. down to Ground Zero no. and, you know, hey, buys right, a yeah. Starbucks. He just fucking takes the fucking tour of Ground Zero. God, how yeah. fucked <laughs> up. Man, listen. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Fucking El Chapo. Just, listen, no. El Chapo just takes a trip to a drug I, dispensary. Oh, uh, dude. You know. Yeah, see, Al Chapo would be seen as a hero if he mm-hmm. did that. Now, Sheikh Mohammed, if he went down to Ground Zero, <sighs> no, he would be beaten to death. Yeah, no, he would by die. Average civilians, of course, just regular New Yorkers. Yeah, people like getting on their lunch break who work on Wall Street would mm-hmm. stomp his brains out. Of course, rightfully so. Rightfully, yeah, yeah. But that's the he thing about deserves that. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, that's the thing about that kind of trial. To me, is like mm-hmm. what? You, well, it was like when they tried Saddam Hussein. Yeah, you know, what are they gonna be like? Yeah, well, you know, uh, sorry. You know, yeah. Oh, he's a hung jury. Yeah, free to go. You're free to go. Here's your country back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right back to the fucking palace. Like, yeah. get the fuck out yeah. of here. Get these guys now, out of here. You invaded yeah. my country. You didn't Bunch find your marines and they're jerking off. And he's <laughs> right. like, get out of my goddamn palace. Fucking spank tanks. Tear them down and get yep. the fuck out of here. No, it's yeah. <laughs> that no. You just uh-uh. I just don't no, think. because that's more than a, a local. Uh, embarrassment for the U.S. No, that shit would be a worldwide embarrassment yeah. for the U.S. And, you know, I don't know whether the, the listeners follow the news, but we're kind of embarrassed enough <laughs> as a country. We're kind of yeah. we kind of reached that limit. So yeah. we don't we don't need to take any more hits. Stepping yeah. on our dick pretty solidly yeah. ever since Vietnam, basically. Yeah. As a country. We really rode that World War Two thing into the ground. We did. Yeah. You know, it's really it's been a mess to yeah. that point. Um yeah. But so, yeah, I just, 
Kevin made a bunch of good points, and I, I don't want to let Monsanto off the hook necessarily, but a lot of conspiracy theorists are always like, Monsanto puts the autism shit in the vaccines. They're you know, yeah, responsible yeah. for all this genetic modification, but also Monsanto is responsible for figuring out the chemistry and physics of feeding this insanely yeah. growing population. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you they know do a I mean? lot of shit. They're yeah. responsible for figuring, yeah. okay, obviously there's money to be made, but also, like, yeah. how do you make enough fucking bread to feed of course. a population of people the size we have? Right. You know what I right. mean? And, like, make sure they have water mm-hmm. and make, you know, and mass produce these things. Yeah. You know, it's mind bending when you go into it, like, okay, in this town where we live, where there's what, like, 70, 80,000 people, maybe, mm-hmm. there's seven grocery stores. Right. And every grocery store has an, what seems to be an endless supply. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I can go in the grocery store and buy vine ripened tomatoes in the middle of February. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, that's not magical. No, it's not. Like yeah. people put yeah. that together. Yeah. And we, it was very complicated. All right. Behind the scenes. Yeah. Because yeah. that whole, we're America. This is how we are. It only goes so far. Right. Like, after a while, you have to really understand the backside of that. Like, no, there's people that work in laboratories that yeah. make sure Real that you're smart able to people. do that. Right, responsible for that, and yeah. Monsanto is in large measure responsible for that. And I appreciate them sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Monsanto, give us money. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, but the, yeah, I mean, he does make a good point though. And there's a lot of pharmaceutical companies that benefit from marijuana being illegal, and they benefit from mm-hmm. pumping this nation full of incredibly harmful opioids. Yeah. Um, we're at 40 minutes, so oh, I shit. think I'm going to forego Connect the Dots for this week. I'll okay. save it for next week. Um, I'm Graham, and he is Tony. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I did want to mention that what happened last week, you know, was, you know, it's... That's old penitentiary trick. Yeah, you know? that's all it is. <laughs> yeah. It's knowledge. Along. I give him the grease. <laughs> I tell him to put some on his finger. Stick it in his ass. <laughs> Mike, stop that. That's not fine. I just got done apologizing for that, Mike. So kind of like fuck yourself. Oh, gross, man. All right, I I don't know how it's gonna work out with this Mike guy. God damn it. Yeah, uh, but so anyway, I'm Graham. That's Tony. Yep. He's the host of Pod Caviar. We're gonna flip things over yep. and record an episode of Pod Caviar. If you're unfamiliar with Pod Caviar, I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, it's how, what weird. the hell have you been yeah, doing? Go search for Pod their Caviar. companion podcast. The you basically yeah. get to hear a compendium of conversations that bleed from one to the other. There's new stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all a wonderful uh, brotherhood and of podcasting mm-hmm. for all. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much all I got. You got anything going on? Nah. All um, right, just shop sure Caviar Black History Month uh, yeah. 2019 collection is available now. And the 2019 collection is available, and it's always constantly, yep, constantly updated. updated. We have yeah. uh, censorship is will be the death of art, and abstract is a new norm. Yeah. Those are two new uh, styles that you can check out. And like yeah. I said earlier, shirts as low as fourteen dollars. You really can't beat that. Yeah, oh, I liked what was the fourteen dollars shirt this week? I saw that. It, one. it was called um, uh, shit. What did it say on there? Chaos. It's just it's only chaos. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that one and there's one that just says poor. Poor, like, that was yeah. the one. Yeah, I really and liked that, that one. one is a subtle nod to people who always ask me for free stuff. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, no, no. See, I have yeah. a whole company that you can buy stuff from. 
And yeah. I spent a lot of time and effort and money. So here's your $14 shirt. <laughs> yeah, here's yeah. your $14 shirt. That's a good idea. But so I also encourage people to go buy my shirt because I feel like if I move enough yeah, units, yeah, yeah. maybe Tony will give me a little a little taste. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me yeah. wet my beak. So let's move a lot of those. Please and uh, even yeah, in Black History Month, tops you know, I get, the, uh, one grandma I get a little taste it. of that. And, yeah. it, you know, it feeds my biracial daughter. So you can really feel like you're, you know, mm-hmm. moving society forward. And you really are. You are. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're all here. Together, yeah, so. that's well. Yeah, we all are in this together. I mean, it's not a nine hundred dollar Gucci blackface shirt, but right. you got to start somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Good night, everyone. Welcome. One gram. One gram. One gram. Welcome to the One Gram Army podcast. Welcome. One gram. Welcome. One one gram. Welcome. One, 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 one gram. Welcome to the One Gram Army podcast.